Hey, Rewatchers! Welcome to a very special episode of the Highlander Rewatch podcast. We are going to be presenting an Adrian tape today. I'm one of your Rewatchers, Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. And for those of you who don't recall or haven't listened to one of these before, the Adrian tapes were sort of behind-the-scenes commentary, mostly recorded about the first season of Highlander, generally by Mr. Adrian Paul himself. So we did the best we could to clean up the audio quality of the tape, just the speeds, and all that fun stuff stuff and so this week we are presenting the adrian tape on the relationship between alex and stan yeah some interesting dirt gets dished by adrian paul on this here adrian tape so we hope you enjoy this tape on with the show It took us a while to get through sort of some of the ups and downs that, uh, to find that perfect harmony where we could sort of work together that made us, well, I guess like a little family, if you like. Stan and I, from the beginning, sort of made this uh, big brother, little brother type of relationship. And uh, even Alex saw him as her younger brother, although actually he was almost the same age as she was. Um, it's always difficult, I figured, getting you know used to people in a new environment, especially uh, when you've got different cultures coming together. Alex missed Paris very much, and uh, she missed being away from her boyfriend, and uh, she spent five months away, and he only visited her once in the entire time that she was there. So she, by the end of the shooting, she was, I want to go back to Paris, I want to go back to Paris. I don't like it, I'm not. But at the very end of the shooting, she turned around and started crying to everybody, saying, I'm going to miss you all so much, oh God. So it was a total yin and yang of, of Alex not wanting to be there, but really wanting to be there, and but just the question of missing her home. And Stan, on the other hand, was always getting himself into trouble of one type or another. He's the type of guy that says something off the cuff and tends to get himself into trouble by doing so. I think he's learned his lesson almost by now, but now we do weekend trips with a, with a few of us. For instance, going up to Whistler one weekend was one of them was Stan nearly got into trouble on the dance floor, and I was behind him and had to pull him away from this guy who was just about to get into a fight with just because he was dancing the way he dances, or um, he say something to somebody and they take it totally the wrong way but it wasn't the way he really meant it because i know stan he wouldn't he doesn't have a bad bone in his body i think the best or most infamous episode that stan ever did was um while we were shooting uh, deadly medicine with joe pantoliano and stan and uh, joe decided to go out for evening because they weren't shooting the next day they asked me to come with them and i said no no i've got to work tomorrow i've got to get up early tomorrow so i went to bed and they went out and apparently they went to the sushi bar and they drank a bit there and then they went to the local bar and they drank there. I went to dance there and 2.30 in the morning I'm in bed and the phone rings. And uh, I went, yeah, hello, who is it? And it's Joe. Hello, Adrian. Adrian, hi. Uh, yeah, what do you want, Joe? He said, uh, we've got a little problem here. I said, where are you? He said, at the hospital. I said, what are you doing at the hospital? Well, Stan had a little problem. He's gotten cut a little bit. What do you mean he's gotten cut? Well, we, we weren't drinking. We weren't drinking, honest. Uh, uh, we were. I said, Joe, I'll be down there in a second. So I got in my clothes as quickly as possible. I thought, oh, God, what trouble have they gotten into? I went down there, and I walk into the hospital emergency room, and there's Stan. He's been cut across the head and across his lip, and there's Joe sort of standing there with his, with his clothes a little disheveled, sort of looking at me bleary-eyed. And the first thing that came out of Stan's mouth was, we haven't been drinking, we haven't been drinking, as the waft of booze sort of came over me. And I said, what happened? I said, I want the truth. And Stan said, well, um, yeah. 
uh, we were coming out of this club, you see, and and there were these girls there, and we started talking to them and um, tried to chat them up, I guess. And Joe suddenly turned away and decided to, he wanted to go back to the hotel and turn to get a cab. But as he turned back, whatever Stan had said, he couldn't remember or he wasn't going to tell me. But the girl pulled something out of her bag and clocked him one across the head. Well, anyway, to cut a long story short, we had to make up another story for the producers because it wasn't going to look very good for Stan to turn up two days later on with cuts across his face. So we made up the story that uh, Stan was in a club and as per usual, he was talking to a girl and then uh, he danced with her and when we came out of the club, the boyfriend took offence and hit him one. So, you know, they accepted this story and actually to prove the point and to prove this story was actually true, if you look in the show uh, Sea Witch, Stan's face gets cut up in the show when he's getting beaten up and he has a cut above his uh, forehead and one on his lip. Although by the time we started shooting the scene, he cuts and started to heal so that he actually put makeup on them to make them look worse. And then the healing process, I guess people looked at it and said, oh, that's a good makeup show. It healed within the amount of time it should have healed. And, well, they were actually real. Another thing that ended up in the show was uh, in See No Evil, when uh, Richie and Matt were standing in the antique store trying to find out clues as to where to find the murderer. And the thing that the murderer had ridden away on that Richie suddenly finds out is that he'd ridden away on an Indian motorbike. Now, we were joking around, and I said, there must be some clue as to where the murderer is. And I said, the Indian. He said, the what? And I said, you know, the Indian. And uh, Stan just started bursting out laughing because he didn't expect me to do that. The knife. He lost the knife. He's got to buy a new knife. No, no, he's smarter than that. It's got to be something else. Like what? The Indian. The what? The Indian, you know. <laughs> I don't know about no Indian. You don't know about no Indian. <laughs> There's a big discussion as whether to keep this in the show because it may have been offensive to the Indian population, although it wasn't meant to be. Finally, it was decided because it wasn't mean-spirited, they would keep it in. Now, it was never unusual for me to do something that was unexpected or when somebody told me not to do it, that's exactly when I would do something against them. Um, the prime example for that with Alex was in Road Not Taken when she's leaving for Paris at the beginning of the show. She said to me, we had a scene where she was supposed to be leaving and getting into the cab and uh, we'd rehearsed it and we kiss her and she goes to get in the cab and she said to me, well, you know, uh, you shouldn't kiss me so long so I can get into the car. And I said, oh, okay. So in the shot, if you watch, I actually start kissing her and she starts to pull away and I pull her back again. I start kissing her even longer and she started to laugh. And it had the exact reaction that I wanted it to have, which was a very natural reaction between our two characters. And that was something, again, that was ad-lib, but it, it, it worked very well for the show. One of the things I remember that never made the show was uh, in Revenge's Suite. Now, this, this was quite an episode between Stan and uh, Alex and myself. We were supposed to be carrying one of Tessa's statues, and it was supposed to be very heavy. And we rehearsed the scene, and the camera was set up, and we were walking through, and finally the cameras rolled, and there was three of us carrying this piece of donut that it looked like and pretending to it for it to be heavy and we were halfway through the scene and suddenly this other guy ran into shot and started helping us carry the object and we turned around and suddenly we just sort of stopped and looked at him and went um 
yes, can we help you? He said, well, it's heavy, isn't it? And then suddenly he looked around, and the worst thing was, he was one of our drivers. He was actually one of the crew. He never lived it down from that day. He was in the middle of the take. He actually walked in and carried the thing because he was trying to help us out, thinking it was heavy. Now, a lot of these things happened at the beginning, and as time went on, we sort of became more comfortable with each other. And... Um, the end of the season in Vancouver was the best example as the practical jokes started to be played. Should I say the crew and I decided to start playing a little joke on Stan. Stan, while we were shooting a Band of Brothers, we were up on Mount Seymour. And during the sequence where McLeod and Richie are training for McLeod's uh, battle with Grayson, and uh, we decided to scare Stan in the middle since we were in the forest. And we had one of the crew members dress up as a bear. Now, the whole thing was set up beautifully uh, because a, a month or so before we'd been up to Whistler and there have been a lot of stories about bear sightings in the mountains. And um, in actual fact, while we took a trek down, there was a big group of us, we split up into groups of four or five. As we came down, Alex's group saw two cubs and Alex decided to start taking pictures of the clubs. Luckily enough, the mother was not quite in the in the right vicinity, and she moved on because a bear would attack her. And we kept feeding Stan this, this stuff during the day about, I wonder if there are any bears up here. I wonder if anything's going to happen. So the cameras rolled, and Stan was facing me, and the guy in the bear suit came up behind him. And action! set up perfectly over the past two months. It had started one morning in, in the makeup trailer when Alex had been doing her makeup and she turned around to the makeup artist and said, do you know, uh, I've never seen any cats in Vancouver. And uh, the makeup artist, I think, just rolled with this and said, oh, well, it's because they're banned in Canada. And she said, no, you're joking. And the hairstylist turned around and said, no, 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 it's true. I mean, we haven't had cats here for many years. Um, they actually uh, are banned. And if you are found with a cat in your possession, you're, you're liable for a heavy fine. So this joke kept getting played. Stan got involved in it. I got involved in it over the next two or three months. And finally, at the end of the season, we said, this will be a great joke to play on Alex. We decided to get an extra and dress him up as a police officer and put some cat hair in Alex's trailer on the carpet. So in the meantime, we set up a camera crew and sound crew across the lot in another trailer to film the entire event. Vancouver police. What? Vancouver police, ma'am. What do you want? Are you Alexandra Vanderloo? Yeah. Uh, Vandernoot? Yeah. I'm Officer McLeod, Vancouver police. Um, <laughs> I'd like to ask you a few questions, first of all. Excuse me. Is this your trailer? Who sent you? I'm sorry? Uh, 
<laughs> Is this your trailer, ma'am? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's been reported that there's been a sighting of a feline domesticus on this premises. Do you know anything about that? <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me, ma'am. I don't think this is a very funny matter. Would you like a moment to put something on and then come back? Because I'm going to need to talk to you for a few minutes, please. Excuse me, ma'am. I do need to talk to you. If you would like to put on a what coat. I just explained there has been a sighting of a feline domesticus on these premises. Now, a what? A feline domesticus, a cat. Do you know anything about that? A cat? Yes, ma'am. Here? Yes, ma'am. Would you like to put on a coat so I could speak to you outside, please? What? Thank you. I've never seen a cat. Would you please? I've had. I'm here to investigate the report. Well, all what, right. Wait, wait, I'm working here, and I, I realize you're working okay. here. Just put a coat on, please, so I can speak to you. Now, Alex wasn't getting worried enough, so the next one to go in was Stan. What's up? There's been a sighting of a feline domesticus on this premises, and we need to investigate it, and I'd like to speak to this woman if this is her trailer. Alex, your name of Klaus? That's my given name. If there's a problem with that, would you please come out here? Alex. Come on. I don't have time to stand around I'm out sorry, here. Sir. Let's I'm go. Sorry. Alex, he needs to talk to you. Come here. Seriously. Do you understand the seriousness of this offense? Uh, no, Alex, I don't. What did you do? What did you do? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I don't know. As I explained did earlier. You police thing? Did, did you, you have, have a cat in here? It's on my cycle, if you don't mind. There has been like a cat like sighted here. Now, do you know anything about that? No, I don't know anything about it. Alex, do you understand the seriousness of having a cat here? Are you are you a Canadian citizen? No, I'm not. I'm not. You're not. What's your nationality? Why would, have a, why would I have a cat? What is your citizenship, hey, well, please? You know, it's no Excuse need to get me. Really hard on her. Hey, she doesn't know. Okay? I'm just playing the way she wants to play with me. If you want to play this way, I'll play this way. All right? I asked you a few simple questions. Okay, so she's got a cat. What's the big deal? I don't have a okay, cat. Okay, 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 okay. What do you mean? What's the big deal? It's against the law to I'm have a cat. I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that. I'm aware okay. Of that. We can we can take care of this in a, in a very civilized. Okay. Well, look. Manner. Bottom of the line, it's a $500 fine. Top of the line, it's five years imprisonment now are you kidding I if you if you've immigrated a cat, a cat into here? canada with you i'm leaving in two days why would i have a cat i don't know this is i'm just well, here to investigate a sighting all right in that trailer okay i'm just here is to this your days. trailer has this trailer been assigned to you now at this point the police officer goes into alice's trailer and comes back out with a clump of cat hair in his hand oh yes <laughs> well this is cat hair wouldn't oh, you say? Well, wouldn't you say it is? I'm not no, I'm not, ma'am. Not necessarily cat hair. Okay, give me a break. Okay, well, look at. Excuse me, ma'am. You want me to get Barry? Excuse me, ma'am. I'd like to give you this citation so that you can do with it what you will. All right. What's that? This is a citation that I need for you. Okay. Hey, hey. I, Look. I think you should just lay off for a bit. You know? Excuse me, ma'am. Why don't you just take a chill? I don't want you to talk to me like that at all. All right. So why don't you butt out, pal? Excuse me, would you come over here, please, so that you can read this aloud to me, so that I know that you understand it, all right? I'm not sure I quite understand. Just and this read. Is what? Are you kidding? Excuse me. Is this cat? This is horse hair, okay? Would so you just read this to me, please? If you wouldn't mind reading aloud to me the citation, so that I know that you understand. <laughs> Allowed to me, please. This is a, a what? A practical justification from the camera. Everybody get that. <laughs> this practical joke broke the ice and set the tone for the rest of the season. We gelled more as a group when we went over to Paris. And we became a family unit that we successfully portrayed in the Paris shows of season one.
And since that time, they've actually lifted the ban of no cats in Canada. Lions, tigers, cats, and bear suits. Oh my, we hope you enjoyed the Adrian tape this week. If this is your first time listening to the Highlander Rewatch podcast, make sure to head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe for more Adrian tapes and for more weekly movie and Highlander the Series episode reviews. We also have lots of interviews with the stars, both in front of the camera and behind it. Including Mr. Adrian Paul himself. And Stan Kirsch. And Stan Kirsch. Good stuff. Thanks again for listening. We've been your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Bye. 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 Bye.